just want to thank PV for giving me this opportunity because uh, isn't he the best lead pastor Cross Church has ever had? <laughs> Y'all look so nice this morning. Happy Mother's Day again to all the mothers. I... Uh, I noticed, like, when I said y'all look nice this morning, some of y'all were, like, kind of smiling at me. I could see through your mask, and others of you are looking at me with a blank stare, like, and then some of y'all are like, really? Me? Are you talking to me? Yes. And I don't know why, like, as women, sometimes it's easy for us to, like, deflect, right? We're all guilty of it. I'm like, somebody will say, oh, Joy, you have a nice dress on. And I'll be like, this old thing? These rags, see, I got this from the thrift store 10, 10 years ago. It's like, girl. But I really think that social media has really added to, like, women insecurity. You guys agree? This, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be interactive. I'm going to need you all to talk back to me. I'm going to ask you some questions. I want answers. It's, like, not rhetorical. So, <laughs> so speaking of, like, social media, I was on there yesterday and y'all, there's a company that specializes in uh, Instagram influencer bodies. Did you guys know that? It was like for the low, low price of $10,000, you too could have a non-invasive Instagram body. I was like, that's why we are insecure. Everybody is trying to have these, these cute little inst Instagram bodies. But today, we are going to talk about how to be comfortable being imperfect, perfectly imperfect. So we have two, that's right, let's give it up for being imperfect, right? <laughs> so we have two scriptures today, just two. It's going to be short and sweet. Romans 8 and 28, which we all pretty much should know by heart because it's PV's favorite verse. That's not why I picked it. I know what you're thinking. And Psalm 139 and 14. So Romans 8:28, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And Psalm 139:14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And if we don't know that full well, right this second, we will by the time this message is over. So, thank you, Kim. <laughs> so what does it mean to be perfectly imperfect? Well, we need to find peace in imperfection. So where I work, I have a motto for our staff and our crew, and I tell them, like, look, we are not striving for perfection here. We are striving for excellence. And I need you to know that striving for excellence is not the same as striving for perfection, particularly in a work setting, because we feel like, you know, some of us have goals that we need to reach, and if we're not perfect, then, you know, they may look down upon us. But at the end of the day, when you're striving for excellence and not perfection, it does four things for us. One, it allows for our failures and mistakes. Two, it highlights our strengths while accepting our weaknesses. Three, it holds us accountable for mistakes while taking steps to improve. And four, it results in maturity, courageousness, and places us on a path to excellence. So what does that look like? 
I'm sure there's somebody, anybody in here like on the brink of wanting to start a business or have started a business before? I figured there was somebody. So let's, let's just unpack that a little bit. So you want to start a business and you're like, I'm kind of scared to step out because what if I fail? What if I make mistakes? And the question is, what if? What, what if you do? What if you do fail? What if you do make mistakes? The reality of the situation is you will in some way, shape, or form. So you just go into it knowing that some days are going to be really good days, some days maybe not so much, but it's okay. It highlights our strengths while accepting our weaknesses. Now, if you guys are anything like me, I know the things I'm strong in, and then the things that I'm most weak in, I just delegate to other people. That's a, that's a tidbit for you. Look, you don't have to be strong in everything. <laughs> Delegate those things that you're weak in. It holds us accountable for mistakes while taking steps to improve. Every time you make a mistake, you should learn from it. And by learning from it, that should bring, a, bring about improvement. And all of that results in maturity, courageousness, and places you on a path to excellence. Because when you start a business, you gain some wisdom. You're a little more mature than when you started. You're courageous because you were kind of teetering on stepping out on faith and you did it. And then it places you on a path to excellence because you want to be excellent in all you do. Now, the thing is, perfection is unattainable. If you look it up, it'll say it's an abstract and subjective concept. I'm like, what? That, that's deep just for the word perfection. So what does that really mean? It's really just a fantasy. Because whatever one person deems as perfection may not be perfect to the other. So speaking of Instagram, you know, as you start getting, since this is Mother's Day, this, this one little piece we're really going to tailor just to the women. So like, you know, when you start getting older and you're like comparing yourself and you're like, oh, you know, I'm 40 now, you know, these hormones, they, 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 this, you know, this, this extra weight is loving on me a little bit more than I would like. Am I right? That's right. So this is what I've come, to, I've come to understand. I had this light bulb moment yesterday that your current weight is somebody else's goal. I was like, okay, yes, let's clap to that. <laughs> so y'all, let's just be kind to ourselves. Be kind to each other. Because at the end of the day, the search for perfection is like a long, tireless journey absolutely nowhere. So let's just accept being perfectly imperfect. Now, where there's authenticity, you will find imperfection. Because we can recognize inauthenticity, inauthenticity a mile away, right? You're talking to somebody and you're like, mm, she's fake. <laughs> Y'all know, <laughs> you know. So embracing your weakness is truly a sign of strength because you are allowed to both be God's masterpiece and a work in progress all at the same time. That's it. That's it. We're all a work in progress. So at the end of the day, we can all agree that we're all flawed, right? But here's like the mic drop moment. The presence of someone else's success, beauty, or intelligence is not the absence of your own. Can we clap to that? Let's, let's just repeat that. Let's, let's get that in deep down in our spirit. The presence of someone else's success, 
beauty, beauty or, intelligence or intelligence is not the absence of your own. Now, you know, like in the old school Baptist churches, they'd be like, turn to your neighbor. And now that we have these masks on, you won't be offended to who might be sitting next to you. You get my drift, right? So let's go ahead and do that. Tell the person next to you the presence of someone else's success, beauty, or intelligence is not the absence of my own. That's a whole mood right there. That's a whole mood. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. <laughs> So while I was preparing this message, I took this little uh, container here from outside of the foyer. And if you know me, you know where I got this. Where'd I get this? Who knows me? Home Goods. That's right. <laughs> Home Goods didn't know it was going to make it into this message today. So going back to Romans 8 and 28, where all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, indicates that there are some things that we may not be so proud of, and some things we are. So let's take a look at this. This container is multi-purpose. It's beautiful. It is shiny. It's iridescent. But when you look at it really close, you realize this is nothing but a bunch of broken pieces of glass. And so let's break this down a little bit. So let's see. This piece right here, we're going to call this depression. And this piece right here, we're going to call it divorce. This piece, we're going to call it bad choices, addiction. Here's some pride down here. But then I also, I see, well, you know what? I want you guys to give me. What, what else do you think? Anxiety. There's some anxiety right here. What else? Ungrateful spirit. Woo, that'll preach right there all by itself. Here's some ungrateful spirit. Give me one more. Ge Ooh, girl, that's a mic drop. Generational sin, yes, ma'am. But we also have some good things. I see some love and some kindness. Can't leave out joy. Can't leave out joy. What else? N meekness, courage, peace. Listen, what'd you say? Ambition, all of that wrapped up in here because God said in Psalm 139 and 14, somebody has it on their shirt today. I told them flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. We are talking about that this morning. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. So that means God made no mistake when he made you. Amen. So when we look at this, we see that God truly does take everything and put it together for our good and for his because he has taken all of our broken pieces and he is the mortar that's in between each piece of glass here that puts us back together again and gives us new purpose. Amen. So let's talk about four ways God uses our brokenness and our imperfections. Well, for one, it builds character. When we're broken, we're more willing to listen to God because he reveals our defects in our character that we might not see when things are really going well. And it's at this time we can ask him to exchange our weakness for his strength. There's so many, the song said it earlier today, 
it was, I mean, that song could not have been more perfect for this message. It also brings us closer to him because we all know it's human nature. When we're going through some things, we're praying harder. I see y'all at church more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, in all honesty, we realize we can't do it on our own. Jesus said in Matthew 11:28 28 and 30, you don't need to turn there. I'm going to read it to you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. In our brokenness, we seek and we need Christ. It also helps us to push into our purpose. And I'll tell you, in one of my seasons of brokenness, I was unemployed. And I had that human, hopeless feeling. And so I decided I'm going to turn this negativity into something positive. And every time the doors of the church were open, I was there serving. Serving. Serve. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And from that, I realized I love things that are creative. I like to make things with my hands. At that time, that church really used, like, a lot of glitter for all of the women ministry activities. And so I would come home head to toe in glitter. And as a result of that experience, a business was born. It was called Beauty and the Bling. Some of you guys remember Beauty and the Bling because you remember that pink bling mobile that was riding around town. Now PV drives it, and we took the pink rhinestones off. <laughs> But God transforms the, our most broken seasons, our sinful moments, and he really turns them into something that will give him glory. Another thing is testimony. You know, when we go through things, it's not just for us. We have to share the experiences, even the embarrassing ones, even the ones you were like, I don't want anybody to know. This is going on in my life. But here's the thing. When you hold on to that story, you are really blocking someone else from their blessing. God needs you to share that story to encourage somebody else. It strengthens our faith because when you're in those storms and you're praying the way that you are just feverishly, the Lord is going to show up. He always does. It's just at that time you're a little more focused in hearing him. There's evidence of his faithfulness. He will never leave us or forsake us. It helps unbelievers become believers. And at the end of the day, whether you know, whether you have one or two purposes, I can tell you your purpose here on earth is to make other disciples. And that looks like sharing your story and turning unbelievers into believers. And so, you know, PV is in this sermon series right now on prayer and he's asked all of us to pray for at least one thing for the next 21 days. And I'm going to tell you right now, so you can go ahead and get prepared. On Fifth Sunday, we're having worship and testimony. And I cannot wait to hear what God is doing in some of your lives. So I'm telling you, get ready now. Be expectant. God is going to do something amazing so that you have the opportunity to share that with other people. Amen. That's right. So how else can we learn to be perfectly imperfect? Well, I believe that just living in the moment, right here, right now, this moment, 
helps us to be comfortable with being perfectly imperfect. Well, what does that look like? Life isn't perfect, so we can't expect ourselves or anyone else to be. We all know the only person that was perfect was Jesus, right? And even though his spirit is here right now, I don't see him like physically sitting in, in any of these seats. So we know that we're not perfect. It's just how we deal with the day-to-day. Something bad happens, are we going to throw a pity party and wallow in it? Or are we going to squeeze that lemon, add a little sugar, and turn it into lemonade and, and, and keep it moving? We have a sign at our house. It says, don't count the days, make the days count. And every day we live, God gives us another opportunity to do just that. It's really easy to live in the past, right? The good old days. I know I have some. I have some good old days. But (laughs) those days are over. And it's really easy to live in the future looking forward to what may happen. The real challenge is facing the present right here and right now, because it doesn't give us the luxury of saying, I'll do something about my temper one day. I'll commit to God. I'll come to church when I get my life together. No, ma'am. No, sir. Right now. I'm going to work on my health on Monday. Monday, I'm going to start eating clean. Y'all know Monday never comes, right? Because the second you make that decision, it's somebody's birthday, and then there's cake, and you're like, I said Monday, but (laughs) maybe that's just me. I don't know, but that's what I do. Uh, You know, uh, and so, so, so on and so forth. You fill in the blank. But at the end of the day, we really should not put off for tomorrow what we can do today. So there's no better example of this in my opinion, than in the 11th chapter of John. Now, you can turn there if you want, but I'm going to break it down in, uh, on the, in the joy version. It's not going to be NIV. It's not going to be King James. I'm telling you right now, this is the joy version. It's my own interpretation. You can fact check if you'd like. So, 11th chapter of John. Jesus shows up at the tomb. His homeboy, Lazarus. Lazarus has been dead for four days. Now, y'all know back then they didn't have, like, all that embalming and, you know. So can you imagine, like, on the fourth day? You know it was bread. Stanky. And so Lazarus' sister, Martha, is like, Jesus, if only you had been here. Like, she's having a meltdown, right? But she knew. She knew about Jesus' past miracles. She knew what he was capable of doing in the future, but she was freaking out in the present, having a a pure meltdown. I just imagine Jesus was like, these are my Jesus sandals. He was like, Martha, chill, relax. Like, you of all people know who I am. Y'all, at Cross Church, we know who he is, too. We sing it all the time. What is this? I want you to sing it with me. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Y'all sound so good. But here's the thing. We sing that, but do we believe it? Do we really, really, really believe it? And so Martha, she believed, 
because as we know, Lazarus was raised. But here's the thing. We can't just sing those words. We have to put our faith into action. We have to put our faith faith into action. And we have to know that those old Bible stories are still relevant today. The Lord is still the source of our joy. He's still working things out for our good. He's still a redeemer. He will restore what's been lost. He will still calm the storms that are raging in your life. And he is still in the miracle working business. Facing Jesus. Amen. You can clap to that. Yes. Facing the present means that we are putting our faith in Jesus Christ and we are trusting him to be involved in our everyday life. Day by day, not just in the past, not just what's to come, but right here, right now. So look, y'all, I'm I'm closing it up. When y'all get me, we're going to be in and out. You can make those reservations earlier. Call them and tell them I'm going to be there earlier. So, oh, no, I mean, no shade to PV. He, you know, preaches kind of long. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But in closing, these are our key takeaways. God does not want us to waste our life away. He wants us to be present and live in the moment. Do not expect perfection from yourself or others, but progress toward excellence. Let's remember, that's right, let's remember to not count the days, but make the days count. He wants you to find your purpose in life today, today, on May 9th, 2021, because yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Amen. Amen.